across the world, 24 hours a day. Somewhere in space, this may all be happening right now. An adventure unlike anything on your planet. The story of a boy, a boy, and a universe. A big, sprawling space saga of rebellion and romance. It's a spectacle light years ahead of its time. An epic of heroes and villains and aliens from a thousand worlds. A billion years in the making. Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 8pm until 10pm, exclusive to Fab Radio International. Hello and welcome to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International with me, Mike Royce, and I'm hoping on the line phoning in is Mr Chris Hayes. Uh, hello, hello there. See, me? that's very, very good, actually, yeah. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Are you there? I'm turning you up. Yeah, you can hear you me, there? can't you? Yeah. Hello? 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 Are you joking? Are you? Are you? Yeah, I yeah. am. Oh, God. <laughs> you had me then. You totally had me then. Hello, how are you doing? I'm all right, you know, you know how it is. It's yeah. one of them, it's, uh, it, um, it feels like it was a lot longer than a week since I did this, but, it, it, you know. So strange. Well, so every day. means nothing anymore. Every apparently. day. I was going to say every day feels like Sunday, but Sunday, even back in the 80s, when you had, like, no. All the next day. Yeah, well, you had nothing on Sunday. Everywhere was shut and it was still busier than this. Right, walk me through your Sundays uh, of old because I hated Sundays as a kid. Well, you get up and you'd meet. If when I was a kid, I'd meet, I'd meet um, your mate. We'd go to a park on a bike or something and oh, then well, that's nice. dick that's about. Awesome. But sometimes when we got a bit older, we'd go to the cinema at night because that's something to do. And we, so we'd go and just hang around the Merseyway in Stockport. And you know that was back in the day, you know. But that was all you had. You just had the odd bunch of kids in the Mersey yeah. way if you went down the there yeah. The on in the day. yeah yeah and uh, last, last of the summer wine oh yeah in the evening yeah awful excruciating well there was but there was some stuff on about one o'clock i think on itv you'd have stuff like there was a cartoon that i told you about that i reckoned was the precursor for family guy which was wait till your father gets home that used to be on uh the beachcombers <laughs> It was. They've, they've totally ripped it. They've totally ripped it. it it's right. exactly the same. You've even got a, you've got a Peter Griffin character. The daughter 
is the Meg character. There is no way that they've not seen that. There's no way. And if you you can find it on YouTube, wait till your father gets home. And it is. It's a seventies version of Family Guy. Um, right, you know, but without all the pop culture gags going mad, it's the same family dynamic, the same characters, and yeah, the daughter is Meg. She just is. Nineteen seventy-two. Yeah, and right. it, they repeated it all the way through the seventies. And another show, a Canadian show called The Beachcombers, was on. And then you'd have a repeat of something like Lost in Space or Space 1999. So you had a couple of hours of TV and then it'd get to about half two and that's when you'd go out. But there was nothing. I mean, and and I just remember my granddad would be in the back making or fixing something. But that was what's missing now. You know, all these things that don't get done at home and all these other jobs. Well, people used to do them all on Sunday, but now Sunday's a busy day now. Everybody's at the Trafford Centre shopping. So, yeah. You know what I mean? It's... Do you remember that? You couldn't. That's always stuck with me. The what? You, you weren't allowed to sell kites on a Sunday. Kites? Bikes. Bikes? Kites. I can't tell what you're saying. Kites that you put on your leg. That you put on your leg? Tights? Yeah. yeah. No, I didn't know that. Women, women put, wear them, and, and uh, yeah, people wear them. I don't wear them, personally. Oh, but, superheroes yeah. wear them. Oh, they used to wear them. They wear yeah. Kevlar now, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they used to I just mean, wear tights. And now, it coloured tights, Batman wore. But, they'd, but, they'd have been screwed. Yeah. They were lived in, uh, in Britain in the 80s. Oh, yeah, Adam West. Yeah, yeah, Adam West oh. would be a, a, be a loose end, wouldn't he? I've no idea. I'm going to look it up because I didn't know that. I mean, this goes back to the time where Stockport used to, in in a lot of towns, they'd have a half day and Stockport was Wednesday. So they'd be open during the morning and they'd close for lunch at one o'clock and that's it. Yeah. That was it. So so not only did you have Sunday completely closed, uh, you had a half day as well on Wednesday. I don't know how they made money. (laughs) <laughs> I just, I don't know how they, I just don't know how they did it. But well, it, you at, know, at least you know, as bad as things are right now, at least they're they're not as bad as some days when we were kids. No, they're not. They're not because they, even they, in these quarantine times, there's stuff to do. There's yeah. stuff to do. There is. I mean, the you've got all these things that you didn't have then. I mean, bloody hell. The the amount. I am spoiled for choice. I could go home now. I'll rather watch some of these movies, watch TV show. And now, yeah, you taught me into it. I've got Disney bloody plus because of you. Hey, well, okay, I went on right. it, and then I started to go. Oh, oh, sod it. Just get it for a bit and see what you happens and so I've already been I've been just been watching I've just watched the first episode of the Clone Wars and then Excellent. I watched the a movie that I remember from the late 70s I think 1979 1980 it's um it's about a district attorney I think in California who tur- who starts to turn into um, a sheepdog right and then yeah, the carries on DA. yeah the shaggy DA and I remember that from from being young, and I put this on, and I let Charlie watch it, and she she looked traumatised after about five minutes. I forgot that he, he he still carried on changing, and and it was it was a guy in a suit. I never knew that. It was it's clearly a guy in a dog suit in some scenes that looks like he's got loads of mopeds tied together on it. 
Oh, it's it? so weird. It sounds disturbing. It's very disturbing. It, yeah, it's it's just crazy. But that's why I love the the actually going through all the movies on it. I was going ah oh oh yeah oh god you know and these other stuff like Freaky Fridays on there and all these oh, yeah. all these Disney crazy sort of wacky sort of ones. I mean, in fact, I'm I'm sure there's there's one that's got a similar scenario to Donald Trump becoming president on one of them because that's a sort of like a plot of one of these type of films, isn't it? Where this guy accidentally wins and becomes and you've got this lunatic that's president. Yeah. 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 Well, maybe I should watch uh, the Shaggy D8 uh, sh- tonight oh, with uh, Scarborough Sean. You, you, you'll you know love what? It. You know what she suggested we watch before. So we were talking. We we're like, right, right, I've got to do the show. Got to do the show. Eight, eight o'clock. I'll mm. be, uh, I'll be back out by now. We'll, let's, uh, let's close the day with a, with a film. Yeah. Let's cheer ourselves up. You know, we need a bit of a laugh. Mm. Um, you know, something, something like. You know what she suggested? No. When she was serious. Battleship Potemkin. That's that's like the only worst movie I can think to get the mood really fucked is is probably Das Boot. Yeah. And, in fact, I'm, do you know what? You're we probably oh better God. off. You're probably. Yeah, Das Boot is. Uh, it's not got that weirdly affecting soundtrack. It's actually an amazing soundtrack by Battleship Potemkin. The Pet Shop Boys did a version, a soundtrack to it. And, oh, did they really? Yeah, and there's a soundtrack. So there is a version of that film that has the Pet Shop Boys with a soundtrack, and that soundtrack is so mesmerising. It's untrue, but it's yeah, it's a suicide movie. It's a movie you just slash your wrist, lie in the bath, and wait for it all to end. Yeah, no, we don't need that. It's a we perfect film for that, in fact. There's quite yeah. a few of them. I think The Road is, is another one. I've, not, oh, I've decided not to watch that again. Yeah, good, 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 good. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I, look, I, I learned first week with, with Contagion, um, no, no, and that yeah, was so ago, bang on the money. Two weeks ago, that was, and yeah. you were like, yeah, I've watched Contagion. Yeah. I've watched The Road. No, yeah. not The Road. No. You were like, Walking Dead. Yeah. I'm like, I can't face any of these things because these are soon going to be reality. Ah. It's not yet. It's not yet. Nah, we're good. We're fine. Well behaved. We're fine. It's the only thing is what that figure of mortality is going to be. That's it. Let's keep it light. It will be over at some point, and and we're just hoping that's better. But yeah, anybody listening, we're all aware of, of what's going on, and we are aware that the prime minister is also in hospital, and you know we've got to just lighten the mood and crack on and that's what we're here for we're here to take your mind off these things and mm-hmm. and and share some useless crazy uh, stuff i i had a good uh, i had a good walk you won't believe this i've managed to because uh, i with this extra time one thing i've done i've fixed i've installed two electric rotating tie racks in the wardrobe so all my hundred nod ties are all on there in colours and you press a button and they rotate round with a light, a spotlight on them and then you choose the right one to go with the shirt, yeah. So while I was doing that, I then was going through the drawers. Oh, it's so good. What are you doing? Is that the noise they make? It's it's a bit more clicky than that. Oh, right, I saw it, right. Oh, well, yeah, but I found um, a ring off wife number two, a really deeply personal one that had her initial on it, a K and an M. That was it, both of us, and I was horrified 
that it was still in the house. I thought all of that all purged. So I took it and I went on my little mission. I went for a walk around that reservoir near the house so yeah. that I could throw it right into the middle of the lake, yeah. And I was wondering whether the, there would be a grizzled, an, a, an arm of it and a hand of a grizzled hag come up and catch it, like, you know, Excalibur, <laughs> like catch it and drag it back down to the depths, waiting for one day when some misery could be inflicted on someone else. Do you remember the trailer for Leatherface, Detective Chainsaw Massacre Part 3? No. It was an incredible teaser trailer where um, Leatherface is stood and he's looking out into a, uh, onto a lake and all of a sudden a hand, just like you've just described, a yeah. horrible a horrible hand comes out uh, of the lake yeah. with uh, the, the shiny chain. Ah, genius. Genius. And the, the, it fl- flies into the air. And he catches it. Genius. And it, and it lightning strikes it, and it turns around, and there's a big um, crash zoom into his face. It's an amazing trailer. So what none happened? Of it, none of it's in the movie. What happened to the film then? Because <laughs> that yeah, sounds that I, sounds like better than any scene that's in that film. I will. Uh, I'll put the trailer on. Uh, on the. Uh, I'll tweet it out later. Yeah. No, yeah. I want to see that. I haven't yeah. actually seen that. Because, You'll love it. Yeah. I, I didn't mind it. that film, to be honest, but it oh, wasn't. Come on. It was the weakest by absolutely a country mile, you know, really I'm is. Not even, I'm, not even, I'm not sure that's true. I mean, those, re, those remakes were bad, man. Well, the, you see, they are, I wasn't expecting much of them, though. I mean, you can't do that. The, 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 you had two films. The first one was a stark weird nightmare that you i mean it was genius that film it, yeah, it's sure. it, yeah and if you hadn't have actually made that film if that film hadn't been made i think it's not absolutely guaranteed you'd have all this redneck type horror and all that stuff i think that that was very much a punt and it happened to land that perfectly that it changed the course of cinema and it did now the second one was the most bizarre black comedy you could ever watch. And those two are so very distinct, those two movies, and yeah. I just think these new ones, they were just slasher films. They were just slasher movies. They were, there was nothing no, special. No one understands those characters. No. I, I know those two movies, who mm. could uh, original and mm. sequel, with, you know, chalk and cheese. Yeah. I, you know, both were so unique. Mm. Uh, and they... That, that family, that character, has never been put on screen in the, the That's same the way. That's the problem. That's the no problem. One, no, one, no, one, no one gets it. They don't. They, if, if you want to get understand Texas Chainsaw Massacre and where it's coming from, you only have to see the scene where they're all having dinner. That's it. Oh. That explains the whole film. It explains who everybody is, and it explains where it's all coming from. And it's also one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life, while at the same time being one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen. It's really quite bizarre. And it, it is, it's worthy of... There are very few films that live up to the hype, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre is, is one of these films that, when you see it, no matter how old it is, by the time you've got to see it for the first time, I think it's got a massive impact. Powerful stuff. Yeah. You know, they, they do, they're having another crack at it. I mean, this isn't, oh, any, this, is, this, isn't uh, this week's news. This is uh, oh, a, a few shows back, and we didn't even get around to... to I didn't even get around to telling you 
but they're doing it again. God's sake. I know, and it's yet another uh, direct sequel jobby. I know, I know. Oh, anyway, it's no good. I've I've well, got a I've got a movie to just to quickly throw in the okay. mix to recommend, yeah, yeah, sure, and sure. it's on uh, it's on the cloud, so you've got access to it as well. Oh, it's sure. Um, sure, sure, sure. Back your eye. Can't say that. Back your eye. Yeah, I can. I'll screen in cloud. Oh, your official screen. Correct. Back your yeah. Eye. Yeah. And and that is it's it's absolutely amazing. It's an amazing. Where can the listeners? Yeah, I'm not. I think it's being released on movie. Um, I don't know if it, but it is actually being released on Blu-ray. With it in about a week or two's time. It's this month anyway. It's a release. I've can't got the exact date. I think it might be in two weeks' time, but it's this okay. month. It's in April, and it's worth watching. It is a sci-fi. It's based in Brazil, and right. it it's bizarre. Because you start out watching one film, and then it's and suddenly things just turn on the head, and and you will not see it coming. What happens? Right. It is it is a it's set in the future. It's another one of these. It's kind of like Series Seven, The Contender. It's kind of like um, Battle Royale. There's lots of that in it. There's a lot of sci-fi elements in it, but. It's very grounded. You're not aware you're watching even a fantasy film at the very beginning. You think you're just watching some weird um, film about a town and some local characters. And I don't want to go further than that because it might ruin it, but it is absolutely amazing. I mean, if you don't, there's got to be something wrong with someone if they don't like this film. It's that good. The, the way if, it's some, done, if somebody wanted to uh, put it into IMDb, how would they spell that? That is B-A-C-U-R-A-T. You and okay. it's Bakura, Bakura. It's the um, it's the name of the village in the in the in the thing. It's it's got amazing performances and amazingly, uh, Udo Kier turns up and he's it's the best thing I've seen him do, do for a long time because he started doing a lot. He was great until he was in Blade. And every and all of a sudden, everybody um, remembered who he was again because he hadn't done much, and he certainly hadn't done much Western cinema. And everybody suddenly remembered him, and they were like, "Oh right, bloody hell!" You know, this is because uh, it's from the Franco days and all that. Mm. He sort of, you know, he, everyone knew his face and they knew who he was. But then, then all of a sudden, he's in Blade and it's a big role, and then he started doing lots of crap after that. And yeah. you, me and you have seen probably the worst of these, uh, which is uh, Theatre Bazaar. Uh, that yeah. famous one where our friend Graham was watching it with us and went to that. That puppet looks a bit like Udo Kier. Yeah, it is a Udo Kier. Nobody Udo else Kier. looks like Udo Kier. Nobody, you're never going to meet anyone in your life and you go, oh, he looks a bit like Udo Kier. He's a weird-looking guy. He's yeah. not saying he's not handsome. He, you know, he's he's a good-looking guy, but he's odd. But he's brilliant in this. And the others, it's pretty much a cast of unknowns. There's a lot of international actors, and it's a Brazilian sci-fi sort of... I don't know how you describe it. It's a cross between Battle Royale and... Um, and Series I mean, 7. There's I mean, a reality TV aspects in, in a weird way. You've not I seen mean, anything like this. You haven't. If if I if I had to describe Bakura just yeah. off the top of my head, I'd say it's like, you know, the, the story goes uh, would be something like this. 
Mm. After the death of her grandmother, Teresa comes home to her matriarchal village in a near future Brazil yeah. to find a succession of sinister events that mobilizes all of its residents. I mean, that's just off the top of my yeah. head. That's what I'd say. Well, I'll, tell, I'll tell you, here's what will start going, and this is all I'm going to say about the plot. There's basically the, this village, you get introduced to it quickly, you meet some of the locals, and then, yes, the patriarch, the big, the, the one that everyone looks up in the village, passes away, an old woman, and then there's a funeral, and then some people, and people come from miles around, comes to the funeral, and then all of a sudden they all realise that their town has disappeared from Google Maps. That's literally the plot. That's how it starts. And right. it and if you think what what yeah, yeah. it gets it gets bizarre. It really it, does. It, you've not seen a film a like that, it. That's, that's going to be on everyone's watch list soon. I hope so. What, what, once it hits Netflix, I really Netflix. I really so hope that people saying, watch get out it. there, get on this, yes. straight away, yeah. and then get on you it. Know, before it gets ruined get on it yeah. because there's a lot of surprises in there and yet that many big surprises small surprises it's, it's just a very unusual film i've never seen anything like it yeah and uh, how can people log on to our clouds to get that screen yeah let's not pass them details <laughs> out there okay um hey do you want a little bit of news go on tomorrow which would be Thursday, the 9th of April. That, that, is that, are we, are we still using dates? I thought we'd gone off calendar I, now. I thought I, we were like, I, um, like the pagans now. I did have to think very carefully about that. It's Twin Peaks' 30th anniversary, 30 years to the day that it aired, that it premiered in the States. Uh, but, uh, and so you'll see lots of like social media talking about Twin Peaks tomorrow. But one of the most interesting things I've seen so far is that Cal McLaughlin has announced that he's uh, going to be doing like a, a live live commentary to the pilot on Instagram so you know you can do these live feeds now uh, through all your social media. I've devices. not come across that one the yeah. Instagram one Instagram but I'm not on Instagram in, you see I'm not either I'm not either but I'll, uh, I'll rejoin for tomorrow I do have an account but I just I've never used it um um, so yeah, he's going to be doing a, a live live commentary along with uh, uh, Machado Mick. He's going to join him as well. Well, that sounds great, doesn't it? Isn't that cool? What a, yeah. what a great idea! Yeah, no, it is, and especially that's what I do like about this: the industry. Is that, and people involved in it, and fans, and everybody. They have uh, they, we found our way of giving back to people and helping people and everything. And I like that. There are a lot of people doing that. And, I mean, even little things like some of these streaming services have have instead of... And, yeah, you could cynically say they're doing this to hook you in, but some of them have given, like, oh, I've three months for a quid just to tide you over. You can cancel at the end of it if you want. And they're actually mentioning you can cancel, like Mubi have have offered that. I think you can get uh, three months' worth, uh, and it's only going to cost a quid a month. Uh, I was tempted, but I went with Disney+. Plus, if I go for another, I'm going. I am got time to watch them all. Movies, you know, I love movie because it's art house. But if they drop one off a day and add one a day, so you've always got 30, 30 films on there, and they just it's constantly up. So you've got. Seems very stingy to me. Yeah, but they're curating them, and and they go into a lot of trouble to find films that maybe you've not seen that are really, really good. I mean, they're not obvious ones. They're not just going right in Ingvar Bergman and whatever. They're not just putting BFI type films on. These are quite odd. I mean, they'll they'll put stuff like a Band Apart on, which um, is 
is, you know, not enough people have seen that film. Well, that's one of Quentin Tarantino's major influences. Well, yeah, I mean, he named his bloody company after it. it, 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 it it's yeah. got the ghoulest, one of the coolest moments in cinema. It's this dance in a cafe. And yeah. you've got which, it. Yeah. Which is the Jack Rabbit Blim Correct. You know, yeah, yeah direct yeah. reference. That's the thing. See, and, and it is important. So if movie get people watching stuff like that, I'm all for it. But yeah. I, I do agree with maybe you could, you could say that yeah, maybe it is a bit chin-strokey, some of the stuff they put on, you know. Well, there's uh, someone else doing a, uh, in, something interesting with Instagram as well, Kevin Conroy, you know, uh, yeah. the, the voice of Batman. Yeah, just, Batman been in the, the just been in the CWs as Bruce Wayne. Um, yeah, oh, there we go, yeah. Crisis. Yeah, uh, he's doing a uh, an audio uh, read-along to mm. the new, it's called Batman... The Adventures Continue yeah. uh, from DC Comics, and mm. it's, um, it's a continuation of the Batman animated series mm. uh, canon, isn't it? So yeah. He's, he's reading that out. That's pretty cool, isn't it? That's very cool. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. that voice of this is, uh, yeah, what can I say? Bloody hell. I mean, uh, they, if studio had him under contract, they'd probably bloody ensure his vocal cords, wouldn't they? Yeah, I mean he's yeah. um, he's somewhere else. I mean, I'll be honest, he was he was he was pretty brilliant in the crisis, uh, you know, playing a very I'm, old Batman, Bruce I Wayne. Mean, uh, I'm I'm still so behind on those. I'm, I'm afraid. Well, you've got a fair bit of um, you've got to slog your way through Batwoman for a bit and yeah, see yeah. see if it gets better. The, I, the one I watched the other night wasn't too bad, but Great. bloody hell, it's but there's, um, no, there's no time these days for. Uh, wasn't too bad. You, you just <laughs> there's so much there's so much content by your attention. They just it didn't. Wasn't it so wasn't. Bad. Do you know what? It wasn't bloody ready, and they rushed it because of the crisis thing. But you want my opinion? I think they should have spent another six months developing that and getting it right because they, you know, there's so much right in it, but. They're very badly written stories, and that there's nothing you can do at that point because that's your DNA that's damaged. And, and you know, you know, I think that anyway. Some people don't aren't bothered. They think a bit of spectacle and some cool costumes and special effects are all people are tuning in for. But no, those those the the standards really good. Like you remember Arrow, the that first Ooh. season. Those, those stories were really good. Yeah, yeah, they were, the yeah. dialogue was great. The characters were really well-rounded. Whereas with this, um, I know it's early days, but Jesus Christ, you've got to like find some of them likable. I mean, she's borderline. Sometimes you think, God, she's an arsehole, and other times you think she's great. Um, the other, yeah, the that that guy is playing Luke, uh, Luke uh, Lucius Fox's son, Luke. He he's all right. He's just a bit of a boring character. He's he's like every single computer guy from every one of these he's he's like a poor poor felicity smoke yeah do you know what i mean that every single one of these shows has got one uh, a, yeah. a pc jockey that, that oh, can do everything and he's one of them but he's just not very interesting there's nothing about him yeah he's a bit tech dude and i don't i'm not sure whether it's the the way that the character's written or that woman the actress that's playing alice i don't know whether she can bloody act well, good well, idea. Well, doesn't it sound cool, Alice, the head of the Wonderland gang? Yeah, that sounds well, yeah, awesome, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, well, it was awesome when we read it in the comics, yeah. you know, mm. eight years ago, whatever it was. Yeah. So that, that's an example of a badly written superhero uh, tale, but what about the the brilliantly written superhero fodder? 
out there. They I'm talking about the MCU. Oh, yeah. Um, we've had a load of new dates. Yeah, last I've actually got them written down in front Have of you? me. Right, go on then. Rattle them off because uh, right. I think everyone will be interested. Well, we uh, if if you are wandering around WA Smith's, um, you'll get arrested. But... <laughs> if you uh, if Smiths was open, you would see Starburst magazine with a picture of yeah. Black Widow on, and um, with it ready for its release. Um, yeah. Oh, and not just Starburst dear. either. Yeah. No, not just Starburst. We're... The uh, uh, total film. Everyone got caught. So total film. Uh, so uh, Black Widow issue came out a couple of days ago. Yeah, and they had longer than us to fix oh, it. Oh, a so. lot longer, a lot longer. Anyway, Black Widow, they we didn't have a date, they just shelved it, and now they've said it's November 6, 2020. I'll be honest yeah. with you, this this lineup seems like they will be back on track by the middle of next year, because it says Black Widow, November 6, then the Eternals are February the 12th, and surprisingly, a very short gap then. Because on May the 7th, you've got Shanghai and the, yeah. what is it, the seven, of the ten, ten rings. rings. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And then and then it's Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness on November 5th, so quite a bit of a longer gap. But by then, you're back on track, because then, yeah, at the beginning of 2022, on February the 18th, Fall of and Thunder, and May 6th, you've got the Black Panther sequel, and July the 8th, and these are 2022, you've got Captain Marvel sequel. So yeah, that's a, a pretty solid run-up. I, I've said, I, I've, I've expressed my worry about the Eternals one. The Shanghai one, I, I think, could be bloody amazing, because I think if they do a full-blown, Marvel Studios do a full-blown martial arts movie, I yeah. think that could be incredible. Imagine if they they uh, ape the um, uh, the the you know the aesthetic of an old school uh, vintage martial arts movie. Oh, I just I would love it. They're going to do some of that. You know, and lean, lean into the crash zoom, the freeze frame. Got and all to that. be some dubbing as well, and a reason oh, yeah. for it. They've got to yeah. have some dubbing, but a reason for it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but weirdly enough, it's not just. It, just only a sidebar this and we'll get back to this the um, latest episode of uh, of DC Legends of Tomorrow was called uh, Mortal Karnbat yeah Karnbat yeah sort of like Mortal Kombat it was yeah. Mortal Karnbat and it was about yeah Khan, Genghis Khan. Yeah, Genghis Khan. So Genghis Khan comes back to the real world, uh, arrives in 1997, um, gets an electric scooter and then starts setting about world domination. Yeah. Um, And then the rest of the thing, the rest of the thing is done. Yeah, well, the rest of the thing is done like a John Woo movie with everyone shooting in slow motion and all. It's a John Woo episode. Well, this sounds absolutely fabulous. See, that, that's leading yeah. into being stupid. You know what I mean? It's This is what I mean. Batwoman now needs to jump a certain way. It's it's in the middle of somewhere. Yeah, sense the humour about itself. I mean, yeah. Supergirl does. Oh, it's fucking great. I mean, I've seen, you know, I've, it's great. obviously I've not seen all episodes of these shows. I can't keep up. Oh, Supergirl's have, great. I have dove in and I've watched at least like six or seven episodes of Supergirl mm. and I've loved what I've seen. It's so much fun. 
and I've watched a couple of uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Actually, yeah. I am going to start that from scratch. Right, and, and the Flash is goofy. The Flash is like, for God's sake, the Flash has Gorilla Grodd in it. I, when when that was coming back, I was at the had I had a load of characters in my head that I thought, well, you won't see Gorilla Grodd because that's crazy. You won't see this, that, and they've, and they've all ended up in it. Supergirl um, makes she has Pitalik, the imp from the Fifth Dimension, oh, yeah. was in it two oh, yeah. two weeks ago. And, and the, it was it was the hundredth episode, and he took her back through the entire series at pivotal moments where she could tell Lena Luther her secret identity, so that she didn't turn on her later on. And every single time they told the story, something went tits up, and it was brilliant. And they got all the actors back, all from every scene, all the way back to the beginning. Fantastic. They, do, they they love it. It's a, it comes across as a labour of love, and you can't yeah. fake that. You know when someone loves it. And talking about some some uh, something people love before we forget. Oh my God, how much better as Better Call Saul got to be? It, it's uh, it can't get any better than this. Uh, uh, right. Okay. Here's, here's so here's my situation. Mm. I to watch Better Call Saul every single week yeah. uh, with uh, one of our mutual friends. Yeah, and he's, he's we're all separated, aren't we? We're all separated, yeah. and um, he said to me, I, I tried watching an episode, mm. uh, and it just felt wrong. Yeah. And he turned it off, so we've agreed Okay. Well, well, not watch it until this crisis I've got to say this, there's just a couple of things I'm not giving any plots away or anything, yeah. but I've just got to say that the atmosphere of it now, it yeah. is literally before your eyes becoming Breaking Bad. It's right, okay. uh, But in a good way, not in a, a rip-off way. It's actually merging and some of the elements of it and the atmosphere of it, it feels like you felt, and you just had an episode, and what you had to go through in this episode, it was that could have been an episode of Breaking Bad easily. Right. Yeah, so it is going to be... Honestly, If you, I think you asked this question, if you remember, and I'm going to answer it now. You asked the question, do you think you can watch... Better Call Saul yeah. first and then watch Breaking Bad? And the answer is unquestionably yes. I think it'll be the, one of the best stories ever told Watch like that. And right. it's going to be... It, it's absolutely amazing. And that, and the, the character of... Um, what's it? C, Seahorn is her name. Ray Seahorn. The, uh, um, Rhea Seahorn, yeah. Seahorn, yeah. And, see, I wasn't aware of her before this. She's no. created one of my favourite characters from any TV show I've ever seen. I love that character of hers. And, but I am right in what I said. I'm putting money on it. The, the, the Saul Goodman was not going home to her in Breaking Bad. I just uh, don't believe no, it. No, 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 no. Defin- no and I think we're not. leading up to that. I do. It's Kim yeah, as well. Definitely. Kim Wex, yeah. Great yeah. character. And anybody yeah. who's not given... Better call Saul a go, or you gave it a go and then gave up. Well, you needed to persevere because that it did. I know what you're saying. Sometimes you you don't want to be investing in a show for a year or two years before it starts getting good. I've, I'd argue it was good anyway from the get go. Yeah, but, but it became it, unmissable. It was a, after it was a very you. different pace. It wasn't was. It, it was. That put people off. Oh yeah, they were you no. Know, they, yeah, they expected Breaking Bad again. Yeah, yeah. But it's a completely different show. Yeah, and in, in my opinion, pace. superior. I'm sorry. I just I do think it's better. I think the characters are more fleshed out. I think you get more involved in it, and I think the the you just constantly wanting him to be all right, and you know that he won't be, and it's so you, just 
great. He wasn't even a, a, a favourite character of mine in mm. the uh, in Breaking Bad. See, it was mine because being a lawyer, I like lawyers, don't I? I'm going to appeal to me that, um, when, especially when he's bent like that because I've fucking met people not far off that. Um, <laughs> it's just great. Plus, you, did, you remember what I said? The, I'm convinced that that guy that we see on them billboards in Las Vegas is the guy that they've based him on. During the last 40 years, Las Vegas has changed dramatically. The hotels, the strip, population, as well as the amount of traffic accidents. I'm Ed Bernstein, and I've changed too. But what hasn't changed is our commitment to getting the best results for you. Enough said. Call Ed. Do you remember? Uh, yeah. The they were up. I can't remember. We saw them. Though. Yeah. Um, enough said. Call Ed. Ed Bernstein. That guy is the real Saul Goodman, because that guy, we were going there before... Better Call Saul came out, yeah, before the, that episode of Breaking Bad Way first appeared. And he was, he's been around with that advert campaign for 10 years. I heard you got hurt yesterday. You call a lawyer? Call Ed. I didn't think I could afford it. What you can't afford is the wrong lawyer. Enough said. Call Ed. EdBernstein.com. Yeah. Uh, he's so in. And I, don't, I wonder what he fit. And he must know it's him. I had a good job until my boss accused me of stealing. I better call Saul. I was out partying, minding my own business. You are under arrest. I'd better call Saul. Hi, I'm Saul Goodman. Did you know that you have rights? The Constitution says you do, and so do I. I believe that until proven guilty, Every man, woman, and child in this country is innocent. And that's why I fight for you, Albuquerque! Better call Saul. He must know it's him. I wonder how you'd feel. <laughs> a lot of honours, probably. Honest. I'd be chuffed, mate. You know, yeah. I, I don't know, though, do you? He's got to take money if people think he's some mob lawyer. Is that good? Actually, in Vegas, that'd probably be a selling point, wouldn't it? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. There's a, well, there's time now, isn't it, for, for people to, you know, if you if you happen to be isolating and uh, you're not out on the front lines, mm. it's time for uh, to check out these shows that maybe didn't appeal straight away. Yeah. Or, you know. Yeah. You know. What yeah. have you got to lose, really? I mean, at the end of the day, you've got to fill in some time, and you might you might get because this pace. Well, you, let me tell you now. I'll say this, and some people are thinking mad, but. I reckon after you've been back to work full all guns blazing for about three weeks, you'll think of this and go, oh, it'll be like, I, won't, I don't think you'll like the situation because that'd be bloody sick. You're not saying for one minute that you'll be going, oh, I liked it when all them people were dying because that's horrendous. But the I do think that there's a little bit where this was a much needed break for some people because everybody runs themselves into the ground and you never well, get the time to think these days. No. Uh, you never get the time to watch uh, movies that maybe, again, weren't very well received uh, initially and you went, well, you know what, yeah. I've got to stay clear of that. Mm. Uh, for example, Southland Tales. Yeah, I'd Richard give that Kelly, another go. Southland Tales. I'd now, give that another go. The reason I'm mentioning that is because that's been in the news this week. Go on, please uh, tell me. Yeah, finally, um, he's he's been talking. Now, it, this sounds like he's gone fully back in mad to me, 
Okay, well, okay, just before you start that, I just yeah. wanted to say what I, I, I've got a very confused set of information about all that because as far as I'm concerned, that, that was crazy, crazy long. But as I remember, that wasn't the cut that he wanted to put out. So if you could explain yeah. that while you're doing this because it, it confuses me because to me that was a very long film. So it, it, it was just added to uh, a streaming service. And it, in fact, it might have been moving. Might have mm. been moving. I, I'll, have to, I'll have to check that. But anyway, he did like a kind of like a tweet along to it. Right. Um, uh, again, going, you know, going back to those uh, Conroy and McLaughlin. And this is from the director of people listening who did Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko, yeah. So yeah. he did Donnie Darko, uh, critically acclaimed. Uh, he was straight off to the races, wasn't he? That was his first first movie. And then his follow-up movie was this ultra-ambitious, inter-narrative, interconnected epic called Southland Tales, chock full of uh, great sci-fi ideas and, and just uh, interesting characters, just like Donnie Darko was. But it was so unwieldy. The thing had to be... Um, uh, digested alongside three graphic novels, three prequel yeah, graphic this, novels this that is. came out be- before the movie. That breaks the one of my golden rules. That then, you know, sure, sure. But he wanted to do this, you know, uh, multimedia type type thing. It debuted at, debuted at Cannes uh, in this three and a bit hour. That's book. it. That's the version I heard about. And they'd they'd. He was falling behind with special effects. The effects weren't ready. There were scenes in there that were that like needed effects. Uh, it's mental for, for putting certain, it on there then, and not not just like cosmetic stuff either, like plot based okay, uh, yeah. effects. Mm. They weren't there. It was it's booed, obviously. Of it course, was just, it was trounced. But a lot of things, a lot of things in camp are mm. the beats firewall with me. Yeah, well, no, yeah, but at least that was finished. That was uh, finished, though. That was finished, yeah. yeah. I don't Perfect. think you should put something on at Cam that's not. I think well, it's, it's like, fine. It put it on. If, yeah, yeah, if they boo, if they boo, they boo. You know, it, it doesn't matter, but if it's not finished and they boo, you'll no. never know. You're torturing yourself because you'll always be going over in your mind, shit, was it useless? Was it a bad film? Yeah. Or, or was it just because I didn't finish it and I was stupid enough to release it? You're leaving yourself tor- torment there. Well, he was made to he was made to um, take that movie to camp. Yeah, he, he didn't have any any say in it because as a filmmaker, you'd say no, of course not. It's right. not finished. So it was another at least a year till he got he, he got to release it. And what he what he released was a movie which was at least like forty minutes to an hour shorter than yeah. you know his original cut. Yeah, but this and still, so many... it, I was struggling with that. And I, I don't think I'm behind the door. I like to think I've got a reasonable bloody intelligence, and, and I, I couldn't figure it out. I was sat there like a bloody half-wit. I'm trying, why, what's going on? Help! It, it's a bananas film, but it, there's, there's so much to love about it. I love the, 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 the idea of that car frozen there like that, that in the air. That, that was an amazing visual, that. If people have seen it, they'll know what I mean. I cannot even remember that. Oh, that is a great bit, that. That's my favourite bit. 
Yeah, but it, it was while everything else was moving and that was sort of frozen in time, but not in the in a goofy way like you get sometimes in TV shows where old time's frozen and people are moving about. It there was a and a, you can see the, the, it's the like a black hole moving. Yes, the grain. Yeah, and and yeah. you you have this noise that I'll tell you something about it that is great, absolutely top notch sound. The sound design of that film is yeah. immense, absolutely well, it, immense. It, it, one of the first movies of uh, Dwayne Johnson as well. Oh, right, yes, yes. Yeah. Dwayne right. Johnson's in it, uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar, uh, right. Sean William Scott, uh, lots, lots of cameos, uh, loads of great, uh, great out there ideas. It just doesn't quite mesh. Yeah. It's not worth the sum of it. It doesn't to the sum of its parts, but it, it's such an interesting movie. Uh, but he was talking uh, about it, and he's still very, very passionate about this movie uh which is nice though isn't it of course it is he's just properly flat down for that but the problem Uh, here is that they know people aren't going to give him another chance with that even if if it turns up on netflix or something as a as something that's just there maybe people will watch it out of curiosity he's he's putting it together that he says yeah uh, that that three that can cut is coming but, but you also, see, not only that, he says he's going to try and make mm. uh, another Southland Tales movie. Oh God Almighty! Yeah, I just which don't know. It's going to be part animation, right? Uh, and it's it's going to it it's the basically that he's going to use the source material of the uh, those I... graphic novels. I wish him. Listen, he's yeah, fucking. No, I don't think he's, he's right in the head. And, and I'll tell you, I I respect him. I get where he's coming from. But every single thing that I've seen that he's not, it seems to me that the editing of Donnie Darko, because the director's cut, is an abomination. When you see the the actual genius of that editing, he's, it's he's the editing. Out. Yeah, and and he's then and then we have Southland Tales, which again is a very bizarre film. But the one that got me, where I I thought. Because uh, he just happened to do a book that I read cover to cover about 20 times when I was a kid, The Box. He did yeah. that, and I thought, oh, my God, Mike, one of my favourite novels. I was so excited because, to me, why has no one made this? The story where a guy comes, offers a box, there's a button on it, and you can have a million dollars, but you've got to, uh, if you press the button, but someone you don't know somewhere on earth so will die. It was Richard Matheson. Genius! Wasn't it? it was a great year from the and guy what did it who wrote Button Button. Yeah, and he it was the it was the same author that's written a lot of famous sci-fi yeah. films, including Incredible Shrinking Man, and and the guys are, it, and no one had done it. And Rich and the, and Kelly basically takes this, does it, and then um, he shows that yeah he he has got this fatal flaw of he's got to show everything. He doesn't want any piece of ambiguity whatsoever. If, if this was every single film that we know, yeah, um, th- that we've ever watched that has anything like that going on, he, if he was involved in it, everything would be explained. Do you know? But everything. Don't you think the explanations, though, lead to other ambiguities. Yeah, well, that's what I want, though. I want ambiguity. I don't want, like, like we explained everything in Donnie Darko to the point where you, you went, oh, right, it's not actually I've that. I've never seen that direction. It's mental. Before. It's mental. I've He's never, even got I, diagrams. There's a beautiful Arrow release a couple of years ago. Uh, they only did limited numbers of this one. It was, uh, it was, it was, a, it was a box set, and it, it had the, uh, it had both cuts in it. Right. Um... And a Kevin Smith commentary as well, I remember. 
Yeah. Uh, but it, I, I've got no interest in watching that uh, director's cut because I've heard it's, well, from you and from many people, that it's... It's, it's, it's bizarre. Not. It's bizarre. He music choices in yeah. that to back to what he originally wanted. So yeah. somebody must have Didn't work. really pissed him off. Yeah. Because what is better in that movie than those music No, uses? it's all perfect. Very incredible. Yeah. And he switched, he switched them around, you know, that yeah. opening, uh, is it uh, Echo and the Bunny Didn't Men? work. Yeah, don't work what he did. My favourite, one of my favourite scenes of scene setting I've ever seen in any film. It's a two-minute sequence. It's a work of genius, and it's um, it's with Notorious from um, what's it, the Duran Duran, and it's when there's that scene. Oh no, sorry, Head Over Heels from. Head over heels from uh, Tears of Fears, and the it was that sequence where it arrived, it kicked in, going into the playground, and within two minutes, you with one sequence with not one word of dialogue, you knew every dynamic of every character in the film, all about the personalities, all about what was going on, and in two minutes, it's a masterful debut. It is an incredible way of of setting. A, uh, a story up. I've never seen anything better than that. And yeah. yeah, he fucked about with that as well. So the guy, like I say, I think people, he's got genius ideas. He's no idea how to make a film. And he has he, the genius ideas with filmmakers around him interfering. I think you get a masterful product. And I think that everything you leave him on his own to do, you're going to end up with a self indulgent mess. But that's just my opinion. You know, we haven't got that much long now. We've got, like, uh, five minutes, yeah. There is one uh, thing for you. Star God. Wars, all these moanings and problems and different opinions of films and what makes Star Wars and what the problems have been and why it's not in uh, as rude a health as it should be. Someone came the forward. Which is, which is incredible. Oh, yeah. And, but, and but, everyone loves Yeah, exactly. No, no, this is what I'm getting at. I'm, this, somebody's come forward to explain what's wrong with Star Wars. Have you not heard? No, I've not. No. Ahmed Best, he was um, interviewed um, just a couple of days ago, and uh, this is the thing he said, that I this is the problem that there is with Star Wars right now, and that is, and he's given you the problem, and the answer, he says that there hasn't been enough focus on the Force in all these films, and that temp, Jedi Temple Challenge is going to rectify all of that. So there, there you go. Now this is it. It's good because you know he's had a lot of time to to come oh, up with this God. theory because he's been social distancing himself since 1999. Well, that's a funny line. I'll give you that. Genuinely, that's good. I'm proud of you. Very good. He might be uh, listening now. You don't know. Jedi. Temple this is Charlie. nothing new to him, though. This situation is it being stuck in on uh, on his own. Stop it now, please. Stop it. I like him. Yeah, me too. Me too. Top dude. Yeah. If you want to go and check out those uh, the, the, uh, behind-the-scenes videos that he did during the making of uh, Attack of the Clones oh, God. Uh, on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. They're not available anywhere else. They're right. fan- fantastic stuff. But anyway, Jedi Temple Challenge yeah. is, uh, for those who don't know, a upcoming Disney Plus Star Wars show. And it's a... Uh, <laughs> get this. It's a canonical... A game show where he plays a Jedi Master and he's got a, a droid sidekick there as well and uh, you have to the kids come on as the, the, the little younglings and they have to compete in a series of Jedi challenges. This sounds good. It, 
I think it's going to be good. Well, we'll have we'll have a see, won't we? It might be. So, we... I, think, I think Pat yeah. Sharp Funhouse, mm. but you know, presented by Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, this is what and, you want, isn't it? And who can be those twins? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. we got yeah. a couple of emails quick. Um, Have we? Yep. David Galdard um, says, Hiya, chaps. Really surprised Chris hasn't seen Wait Till Your Father Comes Home. It was absolute class. It was yeah, still that's... shown in the 80s, too. And also, do you remember Big John Little, John? Big John has a problem, as you can plainly see. One minute he's 40, the next he's 33. Big John keeps a changing before your very eyes. He's 25 and then 19, then 12 years old in size. Big John, little John, what a way to grow. Big John, little John, from high to low. Big John found the fountain of youth. He drank a little drink. And that magic water is the thing that made him shrink. Now, even when he's little John, he never knows just when. Zap, he'll change and rearrange, and he's Big John again. And, and I do, actually. That was bizarre. He says he's just watched Midsummer the other night. Great film, Brilliant. beautifully shot, well-realised, creepy atmosphere all the way through. I'd have legged it from that commune as soon as I got that ginger yeah. pube in my pie though game yeah. off and well, that that Pierre forgot about that actually and yeah. and Russ Mr Russ Unsworth he's saying evening chats well I managed to watch Platform and The Room this week Platform was okay but not amazing enjoyed The Room too but again nothing to clap at the doorstep over I've never bothered with Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul so I will wait till it ends and blitz the lot maybe I will catch Better Call Saul first so I asked what's this week's must see and I said uh, to me it was uh, Bakura and also I actually quite like Snatchers you know Right. And that's another one. I think you quite enjoy it, but it's deliberately a little bit naff, but if, it, it's not bad. But if you haven't seen VFW, that's a good... If you love John Carpenter, that's worth watching. Oh, right, OK. Where can we all see that one? That's available. I think that's on online now. I think you can download that one. Um, <laughs> no, no, I mean properly, you know, oh, but right. I don't know... Um, I don't... Yeah. I'm not 100 percent sure about um snatches i think that's uh, i think that you can get it on uh, blu-ray it is okay. out it's out now well if it's on blu-ray mm. then you can get it to buy yeah on a digital download yeah like trolls world tour you know the that, yeah that's yeah the, that's the new biggie <laughs> That was the new, um, new yeah. theatrical release. Hey, that, that was going to I'm take sorry. a lot of money, that. You know it was. No, I know. You yeah, know. Yeah. Um, no, I'm, not, and, I'm not taking the piss. Well, I'm hoping, like, I'm hoping that this doesn't change things for the worst moving forward because at some stage I want to be back in the cinema at some point. No, know? I know, yeah, at some point, yeah, but, like, don't hold your breath. Anyway. Artemis Fowl, by the way, that, that was another major Disney movie coming out right. and they've just announced that that is heading to Disney Plus. God, these so are, you're this, going to get it for free. We're going to look back at... 
We're going to have a look back at all this and it'll be bizarre in a bit. Anyway, we are absolutely out of time now. So, right. And I will, Dave, even though I'll have to cut you loose now, I'll, I all will right. give you a ring tomorrow because okay. we don't, people can't, you, you're all weird, this social distancing time. rubbish. Right, anyway, in the meantime, I've been Mike, he's been Chris, and we will see you. We're on an hour every week now because we're on lockdown, but we will see you next week. To Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 8 p.m. until 10 p.m. Exclusive to Fab Radio International. Starburst Radio is sponsored by Fab Cafe. TV and movie theme bar, 109 Portland Street, Manchester.